0: Welcome to the Message to Kings podcast, where we tell the complete history. This is your host, Brett Heaston, episode 6, The Legacy of Abraham. We conclude the last episode with the intercession and destruction at Sodom and Gomorrah. And during this episode, we will be concluding the times of Abraham and his legacy to the world. Let's begin with the call of Abraham from two podcasts ago. Genesis 12.12 The Lord had said to Abram, Go from your country, your people, your father's household, to the land I will show you. I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you, I will curse. And all the peoples on earth will be blessed through you. There are many other promises over Abraham. And I will try to address some of these, but it is important to realize that he paid a price through his life to receive these promises, most of which he will never see in his lifetime. He was the true father of faith, for he was tested numerous times by God and passed every test, though he made many mistakes along the way. Here's the price or obvious problem when we look at Abraham. Most of his life was a complete contradiction to the promises of God. God's promises came to Abraham in the form of prophecy. Let's talk about the spiritual concept of prophecy. To start, let's quote Angel Gabriel. No word of God will ever fail. If no word of God will ever fail, what God says he will do. But here's the rub. God's word draws opposition or contradiction, which requires faith. Here's a few of the contradictions in Abraham's life. God said he would give Abraham the land of Canaan. But immediately in Canaan there was a famine and he fled to Egypt. He even had to buy land to bury his wife. God said his descendants would outnumber the stars. His nephew left him and he was childless for 86 years. Every day before he had Isaac Or even Ishmael, he lived with this contradiction. Once Abraham did have a son, God told him to sacrifice his own son. See, God is above time and space. He can see the past, present, and future. We can only see the past and the present. And we only have a taste of our destiny through relationship with God. Sometimes the God of the universe will reveal pieces of our future, which is called prophecy. Which can be literal or symbolic through God's word, a living word, a relationship, a dream or vision, or words from another person. But prophecy or the living promises over your life are only a picture of the future. Paul would later say, We only see in part and we prophesy in part. The present requires faith to fulfill our future that only God knows. Faith requires belief over even hope and reality. When the valley comes and the road gets rocky, a true believer continues and even speeds up with the journey, when the journey gets more difficult because he knows his destination. The most valuable objects in the world, gold, pearls, diamonds, they are all made the same with intense pressure and application of force to produce the outcome of a perfect object. The character of this individual is transformed in the process or contradiction of achieving his purposes or goals. We see this very clearly in Abraham's life. Some call these contradictions the test of Abraham. Jewish tradition says there was 10 tests of Abraham. Others say there were 12 tests and regardless of the number of the test, each step of obedience and faithfulness led to a greater level of covenant and relationship between Abraham and God. Let's focus on the contradiction of Abraham being a father, or father of nations, and descendants as numerous as the stars. Genesis 15 After this, the word of the Lord came to Abraham in a vision. Do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield, your great reward. But Abram said, Sovereign Lord, what can you give me since I remain childless, and the one who will inherit my estate is Eliezer of Damascus, and Abram said, You have given me no children, so a servant in my household will be my heir. Then the word of the Lord came to him, This man will not be your heir, but a son who is your own flesh and blood will be your heir. He took him outside and said, Look at the sky and count the stars. And if you indeed can count them, then he said to him, So shall your offspring be. Abram believed the Lord, and it was credited to him as righteousness. Now we'll stop here. We'll continue in another prophecy which Abraham receives, um, since it will be fulfilled later by Moses and Joshua. But I will share it here, since other podcasts will host this prophecy to keep it fresh. It deals with land, since Abraham was promised the land of Canaan, yet he did not possess it. It was for others to obtain. God also said to him, I am the Lord who brought you out of Ur of the Chaldeans to give you this land to take possession of it. But Abram said, Sovereign Lord, how can I know that I will gain possession of it? So the Lord said to him, Bring me a heifer, a goat, a ram, each three years old, along with a dove and a young pigeon. And Abram went on to perform a sacrifice. And as the sun was setting, Abram fell into a deep sleep, and a thick and dreadful darkness came over him. Then the Lord said, Know for certain that for four hundred years your descendants will be strangers in a country not their own, and that they will be enslaved and mistreated there. But I will punish the nation they serve as slaves and afterward they will come out with great possessions. You, however, will go to your ancestors in peace and be buried at a good old age. And in the fourth generation, your descendants will come back here for the sin the Amorites had not yet reached its full measure. Well, that sounds really crazy, but God told Abraham that he would inherit the land in his life. He did not inherit the land, but his future generations and his descendants would take the land 400 years later. It would be fulfilled by Moses and Joshua. Ten years has now passed since Abram's been in Canaan, and he hasn't had children. And God has promised that his descendants would be more numerous than the stars. Genesis 16. Now Sarah, Abram's wife, had borne him no children, but she had an Egyptian slave named Hagar. So she she said to Abram, The Lord has kept me from having children. Go sleep with my servant and build a family through her. Abram agreed to what Sarah said. So after Abram had been living in Canaan ten years, Sarah, his wife, took her Egyptian slave Hagar and gave her to her husband to be his wife. He slept with Hagar and she conceived. So Hagar bore Abram a son, and Abram gave the name Ishmael to the son he had born. she had born. Abram was 86 years old when Hagar bore Ishmael. Through Abraham's relations with Hagar, they birthed a different nation. What nation, you ask? The Arab nations. The Muslims date themselves back to Ishmael. The Bible confirms this as well. Abraham took the promise into his own hands, and with the persuasion of his wife... He had a separate child that God did not have in mind for him to receive the inheritance of his nation. I've got to think Abraham thought he was walking into his promise for years, seeing and help raise his son Ishmael, until almost 15 years later when the three visitors come to see him. Remember the three visitors from the last podcast. Prior to the intercession prior to the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah. They told Sarah that she would have a child one year later. Genesis 21. Now the Lord was gracious to Sarah, as he had said, and the Lord did for Sarah what he had promised. Sarah became pregnant and bore a son to Abraham in his old age at the very time God had promised him. Abraham gave the name Isaac to the son Sarah bore him. And when his son Isaac was eight days old, Abraham circumcised him as God commanded him. Abraham was a hundred years old when his son Isaac was born to him. Sarah said, God has brought me laughter, and everyone who hears about this will laugh with me. And she added, Who would have said to Abraham that Sarah would nurse children? Yet I have borne him a son in his old age. Now here's the messy part. Genesis 21, 8. Isaac grew up and was weaned, and on the day Isaac was weaned, Abraham held a great feast. But Sarah saw that the son whom Hagar the Egyptian had borne to Abraham was mocking, and she said to Abraham, Get rid of that slave woman and her son, for that woman's son will never share in the inheritance with my son Isaac. The matter distressed Abraham greatly, because it concerned his son, But God said to him, Do not be distressed about the boy and your slave woman. Listen to whatever Sarah tells you, because it is through Isaac that your offspring will be reckoned. I will make the son of the slave into a nation also, but he is your offspring. Early in the next morning, Abraham took some food and a skin of water and gave them to Hagar. He set them on her shoulders and then sent her off with the boy. She went on her way and wandered in the desert of Beersheba. And when the water and the skin was gone, she put the boy under one of the bushes. Then she went off and sat down about a bowshot away, and she thought, I cannot watch the boy die. And as she sat there, she began to sob. God heard the boy crying, and the angel of God came to Hagar from heaven and said to her, What is the matter, Hagar? Do not be afraid. God has heard the boy crying as he lies here. Lift the boy up, take him by the hand, for I will make him into a great nation." Then God opened her eyes, and she saw the well of water. So she went and filled the skin with water and gave the boy a drink. God was with the boy as he grew up. He lived in the desert and became an archer. While he was living in the desert of Paran, his mother got a wife for him from Egypt. Abraham sent away his son, who would grow up and become a nation unto his own. For the Muslims would date themselves back to Abraham, and Ishmael. To conclude this message to Kings, I have a couple questions. Do you have words spoken over your life? Like Abraham. If you do not, ask God to give you a glimpse with eyes of faith to believe in the impossible for your life. Once you receive God's word, and you will know his word, if it is something you cannot do with your own strength and ability. Once you receive these words, your responsibility will be faithfulness to God and to believe. And for others who have received promises of God, I ask you, do you still believe those promises? Are you still believing in God's promises for your life? Do you live in a contradiction? Good, that's okay. Be faithful, you are passing the test and He will deliver you and fulfill His word. Do not try to fulfill your own word over your life. Be faithful, believe, and walk in faith, for it is counted as righteousness. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Message to Kings. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe to the podcast. Recommend a friend. If you have any questions, if you want to chat, please email me at to kings at gmail.com.